you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The girls are back in town. Yes, you can see Lucy and Jenny live when they bring a very special quiz night along with an edition of Fingers on Buzzers to the Clapham Grand on Monday, the 26th of October, 2020. There'll be quizzes, there'll be prizes. There's going to be a special guest, which will be announced shortly. Tickets are sold in groups of two and over. But if you're somebody that prefers to go to these things alone, then just drop us a line at fingersbuzzers at gmail com and we'll partner you up with somebody to buy tickets with. In the meantime, you can go to clapandgrand.com for all information and tickets. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on buzzers. Correct. Well, hello and welcome to episode one of series, what is it, Jen? Unbelievably, it is series four. Goodness me. Four? We don't look young, we don't look old enough. <laughs> we don't done... look young enough. Yeah, That's I did. I, I was about to say we don't look young enough. Lockdown's been hard. It's series four <laughs> of Fingers on Buzzers and we are delighted to be back, aren't we? We are over the moon. It's a, it's a new school year. Yes. It's I, a new term. Have you got a new notebook and pencil case? Because I have. Oh, mm. oh, aren't you lucky? I stole I've them off hand. my daughter. 
I've got hand-me-downs. Oh, love. <laughs> a little scuffed pencil case with someone else's name crossed out. I know, yeah. I've been there. I've been there myself. So uh, we are going to spoil you with our first episode as well because we've got an amazing one. Yes, we've got guests. We've got chat. We've got quiz. <laughs> the I most hope, important. that's the theme of this entire series. <laughs> ah. I've prepared some little sneaky extra questions actually for our guest who is going to be the mighty Angela Barnes Barnsey <gasps> my sister from another mister apparently <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean I know it's because it rhymes but sister from another mister brother from another mother there's sort of a very different there's something very different going on there isn't there yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yes, the person you are most commonly mistaken for, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Angela Barnes, is going to join us. And we're also going to have a chat with an American, Jenny. What a treat. Mm, I know. What a treat. I know. It depends on the American, though. There's a couple <laughs> I don't really want to chat to, but this this is a top quality quizzing American. She's like the anti-Trump. Yes. I'm sure she'll put that on a T-shirt, in fact. <laughs> we've, got, we've got Anne, who's about to tell us about her experience as a as a quiz immigrant to the united kingdom quizzing scene well and i can't wait so should we get on with it let's do it superb anne gavigan it is lovely to have you with us i've introduced you as an american and we were very excited to have an American on the programme. So where are you now? Are you in the States or are you in the UK? Uh, I've been in the UK now for about 10 years. Okay. And whereabouts in the UK, roughly? Uh, London. Okay. I've heard of that. That's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anne, it's a delight and a joy to talk to you. And obviously now you've been in the UK for 10 years. You know our ways. But I believe there was a time where you were less familiar and uh, something embarrassing happened as a result. Would you like to tell us your painful story? Um, I still don't know your ways. Uh, <laughs> like, I can't tell um, Fern Cotton and Holly Willoughby apart. Mm-hmm. Like, Fair. Yeah, there are things about Britain I don't know, but I'm in a local quiz league, the Quiz League of London. I have some very nice British friends who believe in me. And they said, come on. <laughs> Come on, do eggheads with us. It'll be fun. And I said, well, uh-huh. I'm, I'm an American. I, I don't know that much about British stuff. And they're like, don't worry about it. Come on, it'll be fun. So I went on the show, and all of my British teammates were amazing. Like, they were going up against the eggheads, like, five questions, six questions. It's going head to head. And then I go up against the eggheads, and I go out on a question about a skiffle television show from 1957. <laughs> oh, is there is there any any more British a quiz sentence? <laughs> skiffle. I mean, I I've got to be honest with you, Anne. I mean, I'm struggling to think what that show would have been. It's uh, I think it's the six five test. Oh, six five special. Six five special. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Or possibly with a bit of the whistle test. You see, you've obviously learned about (laughs) British popular music television shows because, yeah, whistle test was one and the 6-5 special. Goodness me. Well, I mean, that is harsh and cruel. And but it did it. It didn't put you off quizzing. It did not put me off quizzing at all. Um, And it did not put me off quizzing about British subjects either. So (laughs) good stuff. It's the only way to learn our ways. (laughs) is to find out about breweries 
and uh, yeah, nineteen fifties uh, radio shows is another one that'll come up a lot. There you go, you'll love that. Completely irrelevant to everything else, but quiz leagues. <laughs> And were you quizzing in America before you came over here then? Um, I was a trivia person. I appeared on Jeopardy, but I wasn't oh. in an organized league like I am here with regular quiz nights, yeah. So what was it like in uh, which era of Jeopardy? Who was your host of Jeopardy? Oh, Trebek, Alex Trebek. Um, the, yeah. Amazing. And because uh, we have discussed often on this podcast that Jeopardy's not really taken off over here. And yet, it, it's about the only quiz show that has taken off in the United States. Um, so it's rather strange for me to come here and then have people be like, oh yeah, I've been on Braid of Britain, I've been on The Chase, I've been on Eggheads, and list this whole thing. Whereas in the United States, you're like, yeah, I've been on Jeopardy. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Because like, often you get, uh, it's trumpeted that a quiz show is going to the States. And then some, I mean, I suppose some of them do okay, but, you know, quite often the last you hear is it's been sold to America and then it kind of seems to sort of quietly disappear. I mean, I thought Weakest Link's just come back. Yeah. With, the second time around in the US. With Jane Lynch, Even Lynch, before it's yeah. come, up, come up here. So That revival is probably imminent here, isn't it? You'd think so, but, you it's, know... The problem is, Jen, find... they've got to find a redhead who can be a bit An severe. Aggressive aggressive ginger i don't know where <laughs> they could find one of those but uh i have her number if you're I listening i can wink as well <laughs> oh barely actually i mean the ladies here can see that yeah i'm not i'm not convincing well so we can work on that don't worry we can work on okay also you are a bit too nice but we'll work on all of that don't worry we'll, it'll be fine <laughs> so had you seen eggheads before you went on it then Anne? i had seen eggheads uh before i went on it because the first year i lived in the uk i consumed a lot of television just to try to soak up the culture and the cultural references mm. yeah so as an American person, what have you found that you like about quizzing in the UK and what do you dislike, if anything? I dislike A-roads. I dislike postcodes. <laughs> I dislike monopoly questions because we have oh, a whole yes. different monopoly board in the United States. But I do like being a ringer on my quiz team as an American when they ask like a question like which which American city are the Pistons from and then I'm the person that everybody goes oh you'll know that so yeah it's yeah. nice having that and and then being able to pass all the questions about cricket to everybody else <laughs> <laughs> yeah I suppose we I mean American sports do come up occasionally but I mean I would say you only really need to know you know like baseball Babe Ruth you'd you know yeah. there's a few sort of names that come up all the time but it's considering we absorb so much American culture I think there's surprisingly little actually isn't there Jen really that comes up on a regular basis yeah especially the sport but we've got enough sport here for for anybody the fact that we can have all these wall-to-wall channels that are just discussing football when there is no football being played mm. uh it, i think that shows that we are dedicated to to domestic provincial sports <laughs> at the at the deepest level as a nation but i think it's the same with with the us i mean you you wouldn't get a question on jeopardy about sport if the answer wasn't the ashes no, uh-uh. With... That's it. <laughs> what are the ashes? 
There we go, that's Japanese. I still didn't even hey. know what the ashes were until I moved over here, and then it was like, it's not somebody's name, it's, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I'll be I, honest I, with you, Anne, I'm from here and I'm still not 100% sure, <laughs> so you'd do better than me, you probably would. Shall I try you with a few a few British... Uh... <laughs> yes, humiliation is, I've been waiting for it all day, let's go for it. <laughs> Some classic, some classic British questions. Okay, Come what on. what is the correct way to serve baked beans? With a breakfast. That's a good answer. I was looking for on toast, but I will give you yeah, with a breakfast. Breakfast is contentious, actually. Still. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's whether yeah. Are you going to put it in? Put them in a little ramekin. Yeah, you wouldn't put them on the side of your breakfast. You put it on the breakfast next to the tomato and then the mushroom at least that's <laughs> like I, I don't eat full english either but um, you've got a, i think you've got a definite point there for actually understanding the constituent parts of the full english and explaining oh yeah that's you're, you're basically one of us now that's very good <laughs> can you explain the meaning of a cheeky nando's i can explain well I can explain a Nando's. There's actually Nando's in the United States um, <gasps> in two cities, one of which happens to be the city that I moved from. Um, but a cheeky Nando's is kind of when you're either about to go out on the lash or you have been out on the lash <laughs> and you're enjoying a, a cheeky Nando's, a, a, a quick bite with your mates. Perfectly explained. My goodness, I could not have could not have said it any better. What do we call Fruit Loops in this country, Anne? I have absolutely no idea. It's a good. It's a trick question because we yeah. do not have Fruit Loops. What we have is the nearest thing we have is Cheerios. Yeah, that that's as exciting as breakfast cereal should be, in my opinion. <laughs> and and I think it's just it's a national thing. Ricicles were probably the most elaborate breakfast cereal I've ever eaten. Yeah, no, we. I mean, we, we don't do like Lucky Charms and uh, American cereal just knocks us into a cocked hat, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, you're doing very well. Okay, if you are in a difficult situation, um, a situation of great heartbreak or distress. What should you do? I should get a Kylie Minogue album <laughs> and some Kylie Minogue rosé <laughs> and have a dance party in my flat. Oh, that is the best possible answer. That I, Definitely a point. I was going to say either have a cup of tea or some alcohol. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you, you half answered that. <laughs> I mean, that, that, was, that was very much a... a um, a pride-based answer. <laughs> Could see that, like, oh, I, I, I lost my handbag at Pride. Let's just go home, stick on a Kylie CD. We're done. Well, it was but a brilliant, still, very, answer. very British. We're not going to complain about the handbag loss. That was that was very impressive. You yeah. did fantastically. You're basically, one of us now. Thank yeah. You. So Thank well done. I think you're now officially like. 1,004th in line to the throne. Oh, yes. brilliant. Congratulations. There you are. Congrats. <laughs> and um, I think you should go back on eggheads. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much to Anne, who is now officially a British person. Thank you very much, Anne. And you will be coming back later on to give us a quiz, I believe. Very exciting. We can't wait. Thank you very much. We are delighted to be joined for our very first episode of the new series by one of the loveliest people in show business. It's the wonderful Angela Barnes. 
Williams. Oh, that's the best introduction I've ever had. Thank you. Yeah, well, you are a wonderful comedian, a fantastic broadcaster. And as we have said uh, on previous occasions, the person that Jenny is most commonly mistaken for in the public eye. Yep. Yep. Get it all the time. And occasionally I've looked at a picture of Jenny and gone, God, even I thought that was me. So <laughs> occasionally you're on the same bill as Paul Sinha. Yeah. And I scroll too fast and I'm like, I'm doing what? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. There's, there's the there's the red hair fringe glasses combo, which that's is it's it's a strong look, and that's why we've gone with it. But unfortunately, it's each other's look as well. Absolutely. I did have an argument once with a guy in a in a takeaway. Convinced I was you. Really? He was not. He was not having it. Sometimes it's easier it. just to go with it and just say yes. You're right. If I just go with it. People are going to start asking me difficult questions. <laughs> <laughs> Very quickly prove that I'm not the vixen. <laughs> this is a job swap that I would like to see. Well, we may, I think, later on uh, delve deeper into the similarities and indeed differences between mm. you two. I mean, obviously, I know the differences between you. Where one of you owns a dog and the other one doesn't. I mean, you know, <laughs> your lovely dog Tina, by the way, Angela, just absolutely yes. brightens my life I please keep putting pictures of her she's I do worry sometimes I think oh do I post too many pictures on social media of the dog and then I'm like people don't care what I'm doing they care what Tina the dog's doing yeah so I will keep posting it um I have a quiz question for you right um I thought I'll do you since your dog is called Tina I thought I'll do you a Mm. question about other famous Tina's Ooh, okay. So, because did you call her after a Tina in particular? She was named after Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Her full name is Tina Belcher. <laughs> oh. um, people think we've called her after Tina Turner because that's probably the most famous Tina. But no, actually, it's Tina Belcher who is my sort of spirit cartoon, I think. Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers. If you haven't oh, watched it, watch more, it. It's brilliant. Finding more similarities here. Oh, God. It's, been my, it's been my sunshine for the last couple of weeks has been uh, Bob's Burgers and she's oh, it's an iconic so woman she's very wise is Tina Belcher <laughs> very wise I thought it might have been Tina Fey well this is the thing you know it encapsulates there are lots of great Tinas it turns out my Tina question to you is which famous Tina became a Swiss citizen in 2013 a Swiss citizen a citizen of Switzerland who oh. was issued a Swiss passport on April the 22nd, 2013. Well, I'm going to say Tina Turner. You'd be right to say Tina Turner. Yay! <laughs> Is it a tax haven, Switzerland? I'm not sure who it counts as that. I but think it might be might the be, same yeah. reason that all the Formula One drivers <laughs> and everything move there as well. But yeah. Uh, yeah, to be closer to the money. Yeah. And the other thing I've been enjoying in lockdown, as well as your beautiful dog, Tina, is your sewing. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. I'm supposed to be writing a book. That's the thing. So it's really, it's, it's, lockdown has been all about the procrastination for me. I've learned to crochet. I've learned to sew. <laughs> Can you name me, Angela Barnes, the two judges mm-hmm. on Sewing Bee? Oh, uh, yes. Um, well, the current one is Esme. It was Mae Martin, but it's now Esme. Oh, God, I've forgotten her surname name and Patrick well, I, whose surname I've forgotten that's all right Esme, Esme and Patrick, Patrick. I think we accept first names I'm sure oh good yeah oh, Esme that's fine. and Patrick Patrick Grant and Esme Young but yeah you're absolutely ah, right absolutely right go. well you see now you've done very well <laughs> uh, we always like to warm our guests up with a little bit of quizzing to start with and lovely uh, but uh, you are a very clever person so I'm presuming that you are a fan of quizzing I am a big fan of quizzing 
I love I mean I want I, I wish I was as good at quizzing as Jenny is but I do I'm yeah I'm a quiz nerd what definitely. was your um, growing up what were your favourites uh, well shout out to Going for Gold yes um, Blockbusters obviously I'm the Blockbusters generation mm-hmm. um, they were the two favourites I think yeah and are there any- Going for Gold I've got a real soft spot for and I think you know if Going for Gold was still on our telly Brexit wouldn't have happened yeah. I believe that yeah well, it, yeah. it actually is something that we should think about. Genuinely, I mm. think is fostering a bit more. Whatever happens with Brexit, you know what? Yeah. I think fostering international relations with quizzing is maybe something that we should we should work yeah. on. Absolutely, more, more in common than that which divides us. Exactly. And what brings us all together across the across the world is a quiz. Yeah. And what I loved about Going for Gold as well is like it used to astound me that they were all speaking English. And that made me, I think, really want to learn other languages. Because I just went, how come they can speak English and I can't speak their languages? Mm-hmm. That's shameful. Mm-hmm. Like it really drove home to me how I should be making more of an effort. And how many languages do you speak now, Angela? Well, English. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can get by in conversational French and German, and that's it. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, that's it's... <laughs> pretty down gut. That's uh... <laughs> sehr good. Danke schön. See, look, she's she's got it. She's absolutely practically got it. fluent, mate. We were saying that Jenny should be the host of the rebooted Weakest Link because oh, yeah, definitely. she's a sort of uh, a sardonic uh, redhead, or she she can be mean, right? Whereas I think you are the new Henry Kelly. I think let's do a reboot of Going for Gold. <laughs> oh, you are just giving me all these quotes for my tour posters. <laughs> <laughs> I am lining these up now. <laughs> well, you are, of course, hosting the news quiz, which, I mean, it, it's not technically this is a thing we have on this show sometimes is panel mm. shows or quiz shows like you know yeah. never mind the buzzcocks we've That's debated it. is that is it a quiz mm. it's not really and the news quiz i mean people think the scoring is real don't they angela oh i mean i you know i'm sure i'm not breaking down any fourth wall when i say here the scoring could not be more arbitrary <laughs> <laughs> than it is on the news quiz when there's a producer just giving me a bit of paper going who scored what and i go oh, i don't know <laughs> give them two and then three that's fine i know so, it's lovely yeah, no. when people yeah people say if you've been on the news quiz on radio four by the way for those of you who haven't heard it, it's wonderful mm. um and when you've been on the news quiz and people come up to you and say oh i thought you should have won it I thought you should have won it. <laughs> you knew all the answers. And it's like, yeah, no, that's, that's really kind. But if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Again, I'm sure I'm not giving away any state secrets here, but I do Mop the Week quite a lot. And people often go, oh, you're never on the winning team of Mop the Week. And I'm like, do you know, in every episode we record both teams winning <laughs> like you record both and just by the luck of the draw my team winning hardly ever makes the edit but people feel really sorry for me and it's like it's not no one's counting it's fine well it's better to be a plucky underdog I always think you know people Absolutely. love that <laughs> and have Absolutely. you found that you're uh, that you have been asked and invited to do quizzes now I know that there may be mm-hmm. stuff you have recorded that we can't talk about it's really frustrating because one of the best things is getting to do sort of celebrity versions of of quizzes even though there's part of me that goes oh I wish I'd done them before because I'm sure they make them a bit easier for the celebs and I want to I don't like that I'm like I want to win it fair and square yeah um so I've recorded a couple but they've not been broadcast yet so I can't I my lips are sealed as to how I did unfortunately well we may just have to get you back on when they are broadcast (gasps) because I will hold you to that we love a (laughs) play-by-play on this show we love to break down the uh the triumphs and the tragedies so uh, now we were talking about the news quiz when we were discussing this with uh, our lovely producer Amanda I said wouldn't it be interesting if there was an actual news quiz like a a quiz about the news the that news. was actually mm. not an invitation to say amusing things or to be witty that was just how much do you know because I think with real points and winners mm. and losers yeah. yes yeah. because I don't I am very bad at absorbing the news and in weeks when I'm sort of doing the news quiz or something then I will kind of pay more attention but I find it doesn't <laughs> doesn't go in do you know what I mean I'm never quite sure who well I think at the moment the news is so depressing mm. that I've sort of only really pay attention when I'm doing the news quiz on what the week otherwise I, I'm quite happy to disengage with it and I think that's the only way to stay sane right now well the, the, the way that I think we could stay sane is by treating it as a quiz with points okay. because I think that then A I would absorb it and then it wouldn't mm. so it would be like if a bad thing happens at least you could get the question about it right yeah, it's just revision then, isn't it? Yeah, it's, this is what I'm yeah. thinking. So to yeah. that end, we have asked a friend of the show, <laughs> uh, Mr. Stephen Allen, to provide oh, us with an actual well. news quiz. I thought you would. Oh, no, I wish I'd read the paper. I know, well, <laughs> I haven't either. So uh, we can all just sort of flounder about together. But Amanda, do you have Stephen's questions lined up? Hello, Steve here. Um, Some newsy-related questions, and they'll sound newsier if I do them in a newsy-style voice. Seems quite fitting. So, question one. 
Prime Minister Boris Johnson has brought in the rule of six. Some people aren't sure if it's named after how many children he has, including him. But we do know how many names he has. The question is, what's Boris Johnson's full name? OK, yeah. 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 Angela's looking Boric confident. Alexander. Alexander. Boris. De Feffel. Johnson, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, that's right. It's Alexander Boris, isn't it? Not yeah. that way around. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. proper. I'd trust him a slightly more if he was called Alex. Mm. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, yeah. Yeah, to choose Boris. Mm. Yeah, he sounds more like a, a fictional bear or something. <laughs> I think I think we smashed that, ladies. Okay, and the answer is. The answer Alexander Boris de Perfeffel Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like you know whatever um, Steve Martin's character's name is in the Man with Two Brains, Doctor Fanuna. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, Angela Barnes. First point Ooh. to you. Should we have question number two? Question two: The coronavirus has brought in some restrictions for the TV show Strictly Come Dancing, but it's not all good news. However, we do know that the special episode that normally takes place by the coast for no good reason has been axed this year. Which seaside resort do they normally film the special in? Oh, come on, Steve. Oh, surely. He's asking us about something that's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah. They're not going to Blackpool. Yeah. Mighty Blackpool. And of course there's a reason. They've got a blooming brilliant ballroom. Yeah. Heathen. Yeah, we didn't like that question, Amanda, so we're going to say... No points to Steve. <laughs> Let's have the answer. The answer, it's Blackpool, as if they hadn't suffered enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go on to question yeah. number three. Yeah, let's have another one. Question three. One of Donald Trump's tweets had a warning put on it this week because he told people to do something twice. Can you guess what it is? Was it A drink bleach b grab a <laughs> or c vote <laughs> yeah, it was c vote he actually yeah. told people to vote twice and vote, oh. as, vote as much as you can well done twitter for finally putting warnings on donald trump's tweets <laughs> I just I watched um I, I do a history podcast and I, I our next episode's about Watergate and I watched a, a four hour documentary about Watergate today and I was like this is nothing yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I yearn for those days yeah. oh, to, to bring back Watergate Jesus <laughs> when there was such a thing as scandal shall we um shall we listen to the, the answer? answer let's just is... double check the answer was C vote congratulations Yay. well I mean I have to say. Angela, you are clearly eminently qualified to be host of the news quiz with topical knowledge <laughs> like that. What else are you up to at the moment in your busy, busy life? Well, obviously in these times, not as busy as I'd like to be, but um, I'm writing a book at the moment. So, uh, well, it's an audio book for Audible, so that Ooh, hopefully will be coming lovely. out in the spring. But my biggest thing is I'm doing a history podcast with John O'Farrell. The, oh, he's uh, lovely. He is. I mean, let's not give him a big head but he is lovely <laughs> and um, yeah we do a, a yeah we've been doing it for about a year now and it's just it's really good fun we basically just pick things that interest us in we're both history nerds and um, and chat about them and do a bit of research and, and have a chat and it's it's really good fun and so we're hoping that when we get back to the normal times we'll do a few live episodes as well so people can come and 
It's called We Are History, so get that little plug in there. And it is excellent. (laughs) We Are History, which will be coming live soon, hopefully, as well, as will Fingers on Buzzers uh, in October, but we'll we'll advertise to you about that later. (laughs) Listen, it's been an absolute delight talking to you, Angela, and I'm wondering if we could squeeze in. I'm looking Mm. at Amanda. Can we just squeeze in a couple of questions just to finally work out the difference between (laughs) Angela Barnes, redhead who sometimes wears glasses, and Jenny Ryan, redhead who sometimes wears glasses, and both of whom are on television. Uh, could could we possibly find out? Is there a way we could do that, do you think? Well, seeing as you've all been so good, then you can stay up a bit longer and do a couple of these questions before bed. Okay, the first category is sleep. Now, one of these lovely ladies uh, talks in their sleep, and the other one is a noted snorer. But which one is which, Lucy? <laughs> One of these ladies talks and one of them snores. Oh, I mean, I snore like an absolute demon and I have been known to talk. I don't know. I would say, I think Jenny talks. I think Jenny likes to have a nap. I know she likes to talk and I think she probably (laughs) doesn't even stop when she's asleep. Um, which leaves Angela snoring. Angela's got a dog, so maybe she's just trying to compete with her dogs. (laughs) You're right, and my snoring way back before I had a dog unfortunately <laughs> I um I had my snoring was once described by a sleep consultant as heroic wow which I'm very proud of <laughs> the Hercules of snoring oh, I love amazing. It. <laughs> oh well I'm very proud to have got that right even though I feel I've insulted you both slightly in the process but uh, <laughs> not at all lovely question number two next category we have is adornments Now, either Jenny or Lucy has three tattoos and the other has zero tattoos. So who has three tattoos and who has zero tattoos out of Jenny and Angela? (gasps) Oh, gosh, isn't that amazing that I don't know? You would think, (laughs) given the level of intimacy I've had with both of these women, (laughs) I, I think Jenny has none. And Angela has the tattoos. I think Angela is the tattooed lady. You're right. I am indeed. I have three small tattoos. See, I I would like this to stand as a testament to my love and affection for both of you, that I really, you know, I think about you both a lot. And uh, Oh, Lucy, we think about you you too. I I feel like I'm trying to know you well. But, yeah, so where are your tattoos, Angela? So I have a little handprint on my back. I have a map of Newfoundland in Canada on my right ankle because it's where my mum's from. And um, I have this one on my wrist is a tracing from the last birthday card my dad sent me before he died. It says, love you, comma, dad. Oh, God, those are adorable. It was good that you were wearing a long sleeve top because this would have ruined the whole quiz. It would have done. I haven't got face tattoos. Oh, who can it be? And you have done time in prison, so, uh, you know, it's yeah. a surprise. Yeah, there's the teardrop, but you ignored that. Hidden so. <laughs> by the glasses. Well, I'm two for two. I can only ruin yeah. this, Amanda, with the last question, so uh, bring it on. And the final category we have today is the Berlin Wall. Quite niche. Uh, but one of these had their celebrations overshadowed because the wall came down on her birthday, whereas the other one owns a little piece of the Berlin Wall because her dad was there to witness the event. So who's who? 
Ooh. My goodness. Now, okay, so just going on who's more likely to own a piece of the... But you're both likely to own a piece of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> this is a really difficult one. Got more and more in common, Jenny. You are. I am starting to think that you actually are the same person and you've just done some trickery on this Zoom call to make me think that you're different. Um, I think Angela owns a piece of the Berlin Wall and I think Jenny's birthday was overshadowed by it. Lucy, you've been let down by Chris. Berlin Wall came down in November, and you know when my birthday is. It's not in November. 9th of November, 1989, my 13th birthday. Oh, love. I'm very sorry to hear that, (laughs) both for your sake and now for mine in this quiz. But, oh, dear. Well, I feel like I have got to know you both a tiny bit better, and I certainly will never confuse you again. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say the same for us I'm confused (laughs) yeah I don't know who am I (laughs) well you're both bloody marvellous and it's been a delight to have you on our show Angela and um, thank you for having me I love the podcast by the way I do listen because I am a quiz nurse so well thank you for having me thank you so much for being on and uh, we will all listen to your podcast your history with the lovely John O'Farrell so now we welcome back the lovely Anne Gavigan, who we spoke to earlier, who is uh, going to turn the tables on us and give us a quiz, Jen. Ooh, this is the scary bit. Okay. This is the scary bit. It's revenge time. So, Anne, <laughs> be gentle with us, if you would. So I got a question wrong about a skiffle program that actually mm. inspired this show. It's a show hosted by Dick Clark for the entirety of its run from 1956 to 1989. What is it called? And it is cited as an inspiration for Top of the Pops. Now, I think, Jen, I, I've yeah. got American Bandstand in my head. That's the rascal. Is that, that do is you the, think? That's got to be it, that? hasn't it? That's the that, only that, one I can think of. You're correct. You got Go it. Yay! I was thinking of um, the Corny Collins show from uh, Hairspray. <laughs> yeah. I was getting confused was... and with Greece as well. Yes, a, they yes. have the, the live the live video link to the to the dance, don't they? <laughs> so yeah, I would get confused with any number of high school based musicals, <laughs> but correct. Well done, Lee. Straight in there. Question number two. Who is the current US Secretary of Transportation? She served as the Secretary of Labor during the administration of George W. Bush and director of the Peace Corps during the first Bush administration. Sadly, many quizzers may be more familiar with her due to her marriage. Oh, wowzers. Goodness me. Right. This is great because you've given us so much information and my (laughs) mind is completely blank. Uh, We absolutely should know this. Absolutely. Oh. Oh my goodness. Who was married to? I mean, I, obviously, I'm going to know it because of her marriage. You know, let's let's not <laughs> even pretend that it's not going to be something. The scurrilous gossip side. Yes, I only know, <laughs> I only know boudoir history and uh, politicians by who they've slept with. So, mm, it's not just, actually honestly, that exciting who she slept with. Like her marriage, it's not an exciting marriage, but it is um, a well-known marriage. Oh, okay, not not. Not exciting for us or not exciting for her. She's not had a good time. <laughs> it's, it's no Edwina Curry, John Major kind of... Oh, nice English so, reference there, oh, Anne. Very I good. It. I love it. Um, oh, um, 
I literally, I've got nothing, Jen. I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed with myself. Yeah, I should have more going on. But can you tell us who yeah. she's married to, Anne? She's married to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Mindy McConnell. <laughs> I'm going. I just, it sounded nice. Uh, Mitch McConnell and. You're gonna have to put us out of our misery now. It, uh, it's Elaine Chow. Good. <laughs> Nobody in the United States knows transportation secretaries either. Nobody's going, Layla Hood. Yeah. Really love Norman I'm still Mineta. Not even sure yeah. who, are, who are Secretary of State for Transport? Is it, is it Shaps still? I think it is Shaps. It is Shaps. But... Shaps. I mean, I, I would only remember that because he keeps popping up giving statements about stuff i'm like why have you got shaps out he's transport he's nothing to do with any of this and um, if you were in america you'd be going why is chow what's chow doing Where, yeah <laughs> is chow out? down chow <laughs> oh dear not your remit i'm sorry sorry about that oh, everyone that was that, that was, was embarrassing bad. that yeah. was bad so one more question to redeem ourselves americans learned all about the war of 1812 in 1814 first lady dolly madison rescued what painting during her evacuation from the white house saving it from looting by british troops would, would it be that portrait of George Washington that's got the corner off it? It is indeed the portrait of George <gasps> Washington by Gilbert Stewart, yes. Yes. I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you the artist, but I know it, because it's in um, The Simpsons, obviously, that's where I get all of my American history. <laughs> and that's the bit that's in Springfield Museum, isn't it? Aye. <laughs> the rolled up corner. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, well done, Jen. Well, Yay. I mean, do you know what, Anne? I think you've made me realise that American politics may be an area to which I need to pay some attention. Nope, nope, don't, don't bother. <laughs> Not at the minute if you don't want a headache. Well, that's true, God. <laughs> Try and find a country whose politics you do really want to uh, take a look at in depth. It's very difficult at the moment. Well, that was brilliant questions, Anne. Thank you so much. Really lovely to have you on the show. And we'll hopefully talk to you again soon. Fantastic. Thank you so much. It's great to be on a show about quizzing because I love quizzing and I love your show. (laughs) Oh, thank you, lovely. Thank you so much. (laughs) Well, what a show that was, Jen. We are are back with a bang. Oh, baby, we are. The B of the bang. Oh, it's so nice to be back. And I cannot wait for next week uh, where we will have more quizzing fun. But I suppose we should say thank you to all the people that we chatted to today, to the lovely Angela Barnes brilliant my soul sister yeah my uh, doppelganger <laughs> i mean i like both of you i like both of you i couldn't choose it's like asking me to choose one my of favorite these days you're gonna have to well, don't make me choose and <laughs> um, Anne gavigan for, for all her lovely quizzing stories and questions um and of yes. course steve and alan who we love always Always, he's always welcome here. He is, as are our gorgeous listeners. So, thank you very much, all of you, for listening. We'll see you for episode two next week. Bye. Bye. Fingers on buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.